Good morning, all. Good morning. If you will get your Bibles to and turn to Ephesians 5, we're still in Ephesians 5, uh, verses 25 to 31. While you guys are turning there, a little bit of business to take care of. Don't mind me. So Pastor Monday said, hey, could you talk about loving your wife for 25, 30 minutes? And I said, of course. She's going to hate me right now for doing this, but I promised her no stories during the sermon today. Good morning, babe. So, I'm going to pay for that one later. But as we look at, the real story I was going to tell is that a couple of weeks ago, Pastor and I were going to do a thumb wrestling war to see who got wives submit to your husbands. And the, the winner, or the loser got that. The winner got husbands love your wives. So you know who preached last week. You know who's here this week. Um, but honestly, you know, initially taking a look at this, of course, uh, I can share a lot about Carrie and our marriage. Um, we will be celebrating our 29th wedding anniversary, December 1st. So it's pretty awesome. Um, been an amazing time. Uh, I have to be careful at, at the beginning of this, our story, because I was a, an intern at a church, uh, all year long kind of intern, it was close enough, but from the college I was working at to be an intern at the church, and so to say I met Cher Carrie at church while I was interning could be a little problematic, because she is younger than I am, um, but she was in the college group, so, uh, but we met in Fountain Valley. She was from Huntington Beach. I was going to school in Riverside and um, took time together, hanging out with our, our group to, to get to know each other. And then about, I say January, or I say February, she says January, we made it official. And that's even a cool story of how we finally decided let's move from friendship to this dating relationship. Um, and it was, it was a little quick. We got married December the same year. Um, a lot of it was I was graduating from college. I moved up north to Northern California. Carrie was still in Huntington Beach. And so, and by the way, young ones, we didn't have internet. We didn't have smartphones with FaceTime and uh, Instagram and little emojis to send. We didn't even have, yeah, we didn't even have internet at that time. We had $5,000 a minute phone charges. Who remembers that? Like you had to wait till it was either 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock p.m. I think it was 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Unless you paid a little extra for the upgraded service where at 8 p.m. you could call and not be charged. It was insane. I mean, I think we had a couple hundred dollar bills for phone, phone charges because when you love someone, you just can't wait that long to talk to them. Um, what I do have is a box of handwritten letters um, from that time. And how cool is that? We don't have that much anymore. Um, but God blessed, blessed us amazingly. Three amazing boys. Uh, sorry, young men. They're all adults now. Um, but we, and we've had our curveballs. We've had our ups and downs. Uh, but Carrie is my biggest cheerleader. Uh, my, my biggest encourager. Anything and everything that I felt led to do. More importantly, that God, I felt God leading me to. She was 100% behind all the time. Um, I love a lot of times when, when we give each other a hug. It's like, this is my favorite safe place in the world. 
Um, and that's where it needs to be. Um, we're going to take a look at this morning how important the husband loving your wife is. But that relationship, Paul compares to the love that Christ has for the church. So, ladies, the whole submission thing a week ago, I get that. You know, it's not the greatest wording. But compared to what the men need to model uh, and show and sacrifice to you is, is pretty awesome. In fact, if you take a look from, from starting in verse 22 down to verses 33, wives submitting to your husbands is only three verses. Husband, love your wives, that whole area is nine verses. Um, so there's, there's quite an importance, and we're going to take a look at how important it is for husbands to love your wives and fiancés to love your soon-to-be wife. Um, in, in the dating relationship, as you're looking for a spouse, if you're single, like, it's going to apply. Um, so just stay with me. But this morning, we're going to take a look at true love. Um, and I shared a little bit of true love by Randy and Carrie. Um, and we got plenty more stories, by the way. I was ready to get a chair and sit and just tell you our whole, our whole time together. Um, the amazing thing is, is that we are the happiest and happily, most happily married than we've ever been. To where sometimes we look at each other like, how did we miss this back, you know, year five, year ten, year one? Um, we have, we've grown so much. Um, and to see that love that God's provided for us and, and not even paralleled, but the example set with Christ in the church is amazing. So today we are looking at true love. And true love is a choice. True love takes sacrifice. It gives unconditionally. It takes teamwork. And it's hard work. I love you, babe. But it's hard work sometimes. And you guys know that. She's had to work harder than I, I have, by the way. Um, so that's where we're going to be. So read with me Ephesians 5, 25 to 31. And it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for this morning, uh, even in the midst of the rain, that you have given us an opportunity as a family to come to worship you. Father, I, open, I pray that we open our hearts and minds to what you need us to hear this morning. I pray for your spirit to move in an awesome and mighty way, for the words to be clear uh, and pierce our hearts with your love and your truth through the songs and through the message this morning. Uh, I pray for this time that you truly are glorified in every moment of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. A reminder, Ephesians 5, uh, verses 25 to 31. And as I was thinking about my amazing marriage to my beautiful wife, I went online and found a website that had marriage advice, uh, some, some little nuggets of truth and some help points. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do a little self-evaluation. 
see how good I am at husband love your wife. Uh, so, Carrie, I'm, yeah, don't give me any looks if I get it way off. I'm trying to, like, present some kind of niceness up here. Just kidding. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. All right, so first one, choose to love each other even in those moments when you struggle to like each other. Um, lesson learned, not fast enough. But sometimes you just have to realize, you know what, you're not always going to like them. But you, you still deeply love. That love better outweigh the like. Uh, always answer the phone when your husband or wife is calling. Okay, I think I do okay with that sometimes. No, see, I shouldn't have looked over there. <laughs> now, in my older, wiser state, I try to differentiate the sounds of my phone. So Carrie has her own phone, or her phone sound. So the ring that comes in is by an old, probably 90s band, EMF, uh, that's, that's entitled Unbelievable. Because truly, I am beyond belief that I got to marry such an amazing woman. So it's like unbelievable, like, oh, I, get, I love her so much, okay? The text tone is Jim Carrey's voice. I don't remember what movie it is, um, but when it comes through, it says, B-E-A, beautiful, which you're very beautiful, baby. I love you. Now we're just going to have this whole love fest while y'all enjoy. <laughs> Sorry to make it mushy. Um, so, so I try, I try. Um, I tell you what, now with smartphones and technology, it's a blast to send little cute teddy bear emojis and little hearts and the sunglasses with the hearts and, you know, all sorts of gooey. I would be embarrassed if I showed you that. No, I wouldn't be embarrassed because I love my wife. Um, so it's fun. I try to do that as often as possible. Um, another one is to make laughter the soundtrack of your marriage. If you know me at all, you know how cheesy and, and goofy I am. She gets it all. Um, now, there are some times that my goal is to crack a little smile, and I do succeed sometimes. Um, so, yes, uh, laughter is very important to us. Make time together a priority. I know a lot of you know Friday morning movies. Um, Carrie and I have tried to, to whittle out. It's not as, as, a, as concrete and as... As, as firm as we would like. It depends on if there's a good movie out. Sometimes there's junk. Um, but Carrie and I try to go Friday mornings. It's cheaper, by the way, guys. It's under like $6 if you go before noon on a Friday or week, any weekday. Actually, even a weekend. Um, so I try to give priority to, to our time uh, together. Give your best to each other, not your leftovers, after you've given your best to everyone else. Um, lesson learned, again, not soon enough. Please make your wife and your spouse a priority uh, with what's going on in your life. Uh, when you've made a mistake, admit it and humbly seek forgiveness. I'm really not going to look over there now. Um, and I'm going to blame my dad. So the day of our wedding... No, hold on. I got a story. And Carrie hates the story. The day we got married, my dad gave me one last bit of advice before we got hitched and attached and glued together, whatever. Um... He said, listen, here's a phrase you need to learn and memorize. It will save your hide the rest of your marriage. It is if you are butting heads together, you finally just step back and say, honey, you're right, and I have peace. In other words, I will verbally say you're right, but deep inside, I know I'm right, and I have peace about it. So, gentlemen, if, when you get married, and if you get married, and if you're engaged, don't use that. It, doesn't, it never worked, by the way. 
Never worked. Um, model the kind of marriage that will make your sons. I did this first service, and it doesn't help that they're here. Um, model the kind of marriage that will make your sons want to grow up to be good husbands and your daughters to grow up to be good wives. Um, you can talk all the way into their brain as deep as you want verbally, but they're going to get the best marriage advice from watching you and your spouse interact. Um, and boys, I hope I've done, done right by you guys. Um, be your spouse's biggest encourager, not his or her biggest critic. Um, and that's also a big thing. Don't, don't continue to look for the bad. Look for something nice about her. Um, years ago, I did some cheesy, we have these big tall mirrors in our bathroom where our closet is, and I got post-it notes, and I don't remember how many there were, maybe 15, 20, that on each individual one, I wrote something that I loved about her and made this little heart in the bathroom for her to wake up to. Um, it's really, it's a conscious choice sometimes to, to say, this is why I love you. Um, this is what you need to do. So let's delve into this passage and see what Paul says, what God says about husbands loving your wives. Um, and let me give you our, my statement again that true love is a choice. It takes sacrifice. It gives unconditionally. It takes teamwork. And it's hard work. And true love is a choice starts with the second word of verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. And that love there is agape love. It's not the eros uh, that is a romantic love that the Greeks use. It's not storge. I hope not because that's like, you know, love your nation, love your family, your blood relatives. Um, it's not phileia, the love of, of brother to brother, uh, sister to sister, this, this friendship kind of, kind of love. It is agape. It is an unconditional sacrificial, self-giving, no expectation of return kind of love. It's an amazing love that the Greeks, um, it was, it was a, a rarely used term in Bible days, and it was taken up by the Christians to use as a, a love that describes the love that God has for us, uh, that we're going to see that Christ has for the church, and that Paul is saying the husband's need for their wives. Uh, and it was really cool to see, you know, we, we were tentative to talk about wives submit to your husbands. But if we go further and take this picture that we're going to look at of Christ loving the church, if Christ represents this, the husband, the church's bride, how do we not as a church submit to the love and authority of Christ Jesus on our church? Um, and to put that into the marriage picture, how, does that, how do we not submit to the love if the man is truly loving sacrificially to the wife. Um, it's it's this, this perfect, and I use formula for service. I don't like formula. It's this, this picture that God has uh, for, for marriage. So true love is a choice. Out of the, the different Greek words for love, um, eros and philea and storge, those are loves that have feeling attached to it. You know, I feel romantic towards you. I feel, you know, like you're my brother, and I, I, I love this friendship with you because you're my friend. By the way, if you know me, I'm a needy person, right? How many of you have I ever called out by walking past me and not saying hi to me at any time? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's all the time. So, so even philea, this brotherly love, this friendship love, it's, it's determined on what I'm getting back. But agape love is truly sacrificial, truly, I'm giving you this love whether I get anything back or not. I'm giving you this love whether you even love me or not. And we're going to see is with Christ to the church, I'm giving you this love even if you despise me. Um, and what a comparison is going to be between the husband and wife and Christ in the church. So true love really is a choice. Agape love is choosing to give your love to someone without expecting anything back in return. And I realize there's a wide open different scenarios of what it looks like to be in a relationship. There, there might be people in here who are going through a divorce, who have been divorced, um, who are single and never even found their perfect person yet, um, who are struggling in their marriage. Uh, and it's like, Randy, I don't want to do this. You know, I, I, I can't physically love my wife. And I realize that there are people that are go through that in their marriage. But as we see, the church was never worthy of the, the, the love of Christ. And that's what we're going into next. That the rest of verse 25 is that we are not going to be perfect in our love as humans, husband to wife, but as we continue to seek Christ together, then that love continues to grow. And, and God is at work through all of that. So true love is a choice, and true love takes sacrifice. Look at the verse, rest of verse 25. That is, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The husband makes Christ's love for the church the pattern for him loving his wife. Um, and loving sacrificially. And truly, husbands need to be the first at this. Husbands need to be first. Okay? Can I just stop there and walk off stage? I had a bunch of guys trying to pay me off to just, hey, husbands are first. Let me tell you why, and I'm stealing this from a friend of mine. Husbands should be number one in the marriage, first in the marriage. Because he should be the, first of all, even in the scripture, it says that the husband left his father and mother and cleaved and, and hung and stood fast and, and held on to his wife. So a husband makes the first move anyway. Um, but a husband should be first to say, I love you. The husband should be first to say, let's stop and talk about this. The husband should be first to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Big old gulp there. I'm not so great at that. Um, the husband should be first to sacrifice. This, the military picture of taking point. Uh, if you are taking point, as you're, you're in the military and you're, you're moving, and I don't know all the military terms, I'm sorry guys, but you're going into enemy territory, the man taking point or the squad taking point is going to, is going to be targeted by enemy fire. They're the first ones out to take whatever heat, take whatever danger comes, they alert the rest of, the, the rest of their, the troop and the squad. So taking point, the husband needs to take point, okay? I have a similar situation in my life that I have to take point. I have a group of friends that I do mountain biking with a lot. Um, for whatever reason, they claim that I know the trails, and hey, Randy, why don't you take, take front? Do you know why they asked me to take front, really? 
because I'm a little bit on the tall side, so my face, my helmet, my handlebars collect all the spider webs and the dangly spiders on the trail. But I proudly take lead and take point, okay? Or like yesterday, if you saw my post, with all confidence, now as we ride, it's, it's very skinny, single traction, you have to call out hazards. You know, fallen limb or duck, um, or there's horses on the trail, by the way, so you have to watch out for piles of horse love, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I didn't want to say poo in church. Oh, I just did. <laughs> Never mind. But yesterday, we're going around, including mud puddles. If it's looking a little precarious, let's stop. Let's walk around a mud puddle. No. Full confidence yesterday, come across a mud puddle, all intents of going through. In my head, I am... I, had a vision of me going all the way through this mud puddle. Nope. Stopped dead in my tracks. If you look at the picture, there's a metal like drainage pipe that my front tire just hit. I came to a dead stop. I didn't fall all the way over, but my, my shoes went in. They became a different color in the mud. Um, but I took lead for my friends on a mountain bike ride to save them from the danger and peril of a mud puddle. Um, but husbands need to do that. We need to give sacrificially. We need to be willing to take point. We need to be willing to fight and defend for our families, our spouses, our loved ones, um, to have that kind of sacrificial love. So love takes sacrifice. As Christ gave himself up for the church, what an amazing picture of what that is. And this is my next point, that true love gives unconditionally. When Christ gave himself up for the church, there was nothing that we could have done to give back to him. So here's this unconditional love, that, this agape love that Christ said, I am giving you my life. I'm giving you my blood to wash away your sins. I am giving this to you, and all you need to do is accept it. That I don't, there's nothing you can do. There's no way a sinful man could be anywhere close to paying the price of sin and death that Christ did on the cross. Uh, so an amazing picture that Christ gave us unconditionally. Read with me again in 25 down to 27. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Blemish. So to sanctify is to, to, to make holy, to be without sin. Christ came because he knew there is no way our relationship with God the Father is destroyed by sin. There is no way back to God the Father without Christ's sacrifice, without this agape love presented to us on the cross by his shed blood for our sins so that then we could become blameless, sanctified, holy, and because of what Christ did and back into a, a right relationship with God. And church, I pray if there's anyone in this room that does not know for sure that they have accepted Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, believe this sacrifice that he gave to us on the cross to cover our sins in his blood and to be made holy and, and new and clean and without blemish again. If you do not have confidence that you have accepted Christ and know that you are because of Christ's shed blood on your life, seen holy by God the Father, please, please talk to someone about what that means. Come talk to me up front after this service. 
Um, but this is ultimately this picture of what Christ did for us, this unconditional love. And man, how important now that Paul uses that example for husbands to love your wives. That's, that's a very, that puts this human, any of our human relationships near the top of how important it is to live that in your family um, as husbands to your wives. But then you sit there like me going, man, looking back, I have not been where I need to be. I'm not where I am, need to, where I want to be now in this love. If I compare my love to Carrie with Christ to the church, I have still failed epically. So what do I do? Um, and it is because of, of this continued salvation and, and sanctification that Christ is doing in our life to make us perfect. But it, it, I can't do this on my own. So true love takes teamwork. Here's a really cool thing about God. Because when we've already seen Christ sacrificing for the, Christ, for, for the church, God is all in with us. Um, he is all about his entire being made available to us through the Father, through the Son, and through the Holy Spirit. And I will read these verses to you and give them gladly when I'm done, and you can write these down. John 14, 20. John 14, 20 says, And in that day you will know that I am the Father, and you are in me, and I in you. By the way, this is going off of the, the part, um, the verse that talks about in verse 31, that the two shall become one flesh. If, if Paul's using the example of the marriage of husband to wife as Christ in the church, if husband and wife were to become one flesh, we get to be one with Christ in our relationship with him. So these verses are off of that. So John 14, 20, I just read. Galatians 2, 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And then Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. People, we have, we have all of this by our, our love and our, um, our pursuing God the Father, using the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like we, He is all in with us and we get full access to Him, which means when we go back to our, our spousal relationship, husbands love your wives, we get to fall back and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit and what Christ has spoken into us and, and by God the Father. And as we, and that oozes off into everything else with our friendships, with our work coworkers, with our people we can't really get along with. God has called us to love each other as he has loved us. Um, and what an amazing picture that, that Paul has given us by Christ's example, this unconditional love. And the last piece of what true love is, is that true love takes hard work. Uh, verse 28 and 29 says, In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. This is where the hard work comes in. Nourishes doesn't mean you just feed them food. You know, husbands to your wives, make sure they get their food. Um, or make sure that they, you know, that you tell them you love them. It's more than that. It's not just a maintenance. It is a working, encouraging, loving, feeding into this relationship so much that they, in their relationship with you and their relationship with Christ Jesus, blossom. 
that you are weeding, you are giving nourishment to, you are protecting, you're doing everything that you can to make sure that your spouse is blossoming and then growing and and producing this this fruit that God has allowed them to, to have. There is a responsibility for husbands to wives, um, and it takes work. And then leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. That hold fast, other, other translations say united with, joined with. Um, I had kind of this cool little experience. I, go to, I use blue letter Bible to go back and look at some Greek and some Hebrew and certain passages. And the quote um, about uh, a husband leave your father and mother and hold fast to your wife comes from Genesis 2.24. So in the Hebrew, it literally means that word to adhere to, to be glued to. Yeah, it said glued to. I'm like, did they have super glue back then? Like, I didn't think so. But this, this picture of adhering to, to be stuck to, and, and that's amazing. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes you're like, man, I wasn't, wish I wasn't so stuck to my wife. But it, it's this picture of clinging to and holding fast. And what an amazing picture it is if we apply that from Christ to the church. Here it is in our relationship with Christ. He is holding fast to us. He has got us locked in. Um, scripture talks about that, that we are in him. He is in the Father, in, in the Father's hands. And so here's this amazing picture of protection and absolute binding that God has with us when we are in a relationship with him. And so true love does take hard work. So true love is a choice. It takes sacrifice. It gives unconditionally. It takes teamwork. And it's a lot of hard work. And we focus on husbands today, loving your wives. And Paul also used this picture of true love with Christ in the church. But like I said, this, this can be used across the board with any relationship that we have. And what a great reminder today. Do we truly know how much Christ loves us? Do we continue to celebrate this this? unconditional love that Christ has given to us uh, with his shed blood on the cross uh, and, and to take that and know that because he loved us first, we can turn around and love others in our lives. What an amazing example um, that we have of Christ in the church. So husbands, find some really cool emojis. Go out of your way to love on your wife this week. Um, for those who aren't quite married yet, make sure you are looking for someone that you can walk side by side on this journey of life with uh, to love each other and celebrate Christ in your, in your relationship together. Um, those who think girls and boys are like the opposite sex is so icky. I mean, your time's coming. Um, Lord willing. And I, I understand all that. But, but look for ways to not only love your spouse, look for ways to love others because of what Christ has done in our life. Let's close in prayer, and then we will have our time um, to go into invitation. And if there is a decision you need to make or, or you need to talk with someone, uh, come up front or take time to pray and just thank God for how much he loves us. Look, thank him and, and pray for opportunities to love on your spouse. 
uh, to mend whatever needs to be mended. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning, for the time that you've given us, uh, some fun time to talk about relationships and the husbands loving our wives, but also, more importantly, uh, your son's sacrifice on the cross to love us unconditionally and that that love conquered sin and death allowed us to be in a a right relationship with you. Father, I pray that as we leave this place that we continue to celebrate um, our marriages and continue to celebrate you and your love in our life. And may you be glorified in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.